Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of Low Raw Decks. We're going to start this episode with our new feature where Mike explains in detail the plot of the film we just watched. Mike! Well, I'm glad you asked that, Dan. Uh, I'm just going to make a cup of coffee while I, while I explain this. Apologies Good. for running water noises. Um, well, it's quite simple. Uh, basically, genetics uh, happen uh -huh. and... Uh, there's a scientist, and a scientist uh, combines the DNA of a plant, which reminds him of his dead daughter, with Godzilla, <laughs> creates a new flower monster, and then the flower monster and Godzilla, they have a bit of a fight. And that's basically the movie. And there's a guy who I couldn't stop thinking looked like Dev Patel, who works <laughs> uh, in the... Uh, in the military, who's trying to, like, uh, electrocute Godzilla, from what I could tell. It's a great story. Yeah. It's a classic, classic story. Did you also think of Dev Patel when that, whenever that guy was on screen? Yeah. He had... Never have I seen Dev Patel energy so strongly captured in another actor. <laughs> There's a lot... Uh, that, so, I think this film is best summed up in a scene where there's some weird, like, ESP conversation going on. And then the camera guy zooms out and we fight we focus on two characters who are spying on the characters having an ESP conversation. Yes. And then it zooms out further to spot yet another character spying on the characters who are spying on the conversation about the ESP. Yes. And then the because weekend shows up and tries to kill everyone. That's yeah. <laughs> wow, you're really on with the references. You're down with the kids this week, Mike. It's, it's, I know all about the pop culture of roughly 15 years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we, we're talking about a film from, what, 1989? So... Michael, yeah, are we middle-aged? Is that... Are we middle-aged now? Do we I've have got to a horrible give up feeling we might be, yeah. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. So, do you think um, plants have souls? <laughs> um. Well, as a vegetarian, yes. Yes, I do. Uh-oh. Oh, it's why I make a special effort to to eat uh, exclusively vegetables. I think vegetables That's a big... have more of a soul than uh, <laughs> animals. Um, no, I don't. As think someone, I... I mean, as someone who looks after animals, some of them do have an intelligence that's much lower than a plant. I will say. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Yeah, this film's fucking weird, Mike. Yeah, it's really weird. What? Like, we were clearly as a culture just very into ESP for a bit, weren't we? We definitely were. Because there's that stuff in, like, I remember in, like, Ghostbusters and, like, there was a moment. There were, there were, yeah, everything was just a little bit, I mean, even, like, you know, Doctor Who was a little bit magic and everyone just had a little bit of psychic power. Not a lot. Not a lot. You don't want too much, do you? You don't want to go the full carry, do you? You want to, you want to hang back a little bit. Okay, the full carry. That's the rule. Never go, never go the full carry. Never, Never go full carry. But yeah, it, it, I, it's a baffling film. I, I, we talk about it straight away because I've basically only just watched it. I, think I you watched have it just about an hour ago, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm in the zone this week. It's... Zone. It's really... I've never seen a film, a Godzilla film, where, like, halfway through the final battle, Godzilla just, like, dies of a heart attack. Yeah. Like, I'd say... I'll give this this film its due. It's the best special effects, like, miniature special effects I think oh. I've ever seen. It Not just Godzilla, but, like, beautiful. ever. beautiful. Like, a genuinely... Stunning. Arre visually arresting in moments. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the other thing, actually, that I... 
I increasingly realize the element of Godzilla movies that I enjoy the most is the first half hour. I like the <laughs> world building. I like the stuff before we get to the fights. And uh, yeah. well, this, this one starts with the previously on, which I was yeah. I was not expecting the previously on. But it's weird because it's a previously on. It was like Godzilla turned up, but then he fell in a volcano, and there's also like a space submarine that fights him. And that there's no like character previously on. It's all focused on what stuff Godzilla that, is about. Stuff what happened? But I I, yeah. I I think that world building's right. I love I love the stuff that gets me in these movies is when you get the sense of like this is a culture that's had Godzilla for a while. That's why I like yeah. Pacific Rim as well. That kind of they have that history. I think that's really yeah. cool. Um, so like when they're doing all the alerts, the alert stages, and you've got like the Godzilla memorial and stuff. It's like I like that kind of stuff. I'm a sucker for like this is just a thing I... that's been happening for decades, and as a society, they've just kind of made their peace with it a little bit. I follow. It, I mean, cool. you say decades. I think it's been like. I mean, this skips ahead five years, so I think it's been five years. Oh, okay, yeah. Because oh, it yeah, starts with them like, haven't we since then? Yes. Yeah, this is like the second film in this era. Right. But there's, it's definitely, yeah. I do. Th- it's a th- new cinematic universe has, has kicked off. There's a guy with a model of Godzilla. That seems a little bit off, doesn't it? That's that. <laughs> in that's that universe. scene in Jurassic World where he's wearing the vintage T-shirt and they're like, "Someone, people died, man." <laughs> <laughs> which is which is the best bit of the modern Jurassic World movies. Um, Films I have not seen. Have you not seen that? It's quite. A I I'm gag. not. I, I not. I see Chris Pratt and I'm like, nah. And there's a there's a there's a. Watch something else. The most interesting thing in Jurassic World is a subplot about two nerds working in a control room that has a one of the best payoffs I think ever. Um, oh. And but it's only about fifteen. 15 minutes of the movie, so I'm not. Re- it's not a recommendation. I think you <laughs> I think I. I think I did see it. The first one of the new ones. Oh, now so I'm just thinking about it. Not to have seen it to be cool on the internet. No, I definitely think I just cool forgotten friends. about it. Okay. Because I liked. I played a lot of the game, the Frontier Jurassic. Uh, that was Park fun, Building wasn't it? Times. Evolution, yeah. And yeah, the first and Evolution Two was just a bit weird. <laughs> just it felt a little it, overstretched. They were like, we're going to do the plot. You're going to have to basically build dinosaur parks on these random places. I'm like, are we doing this? (laughs) Have we learnt no lessons? (laughs) I mean, that is the problem with the entire franchise, isn't it? In fairness. I mean, the problem with the entire franchise is I genuinely would watch a film where you've, you know, somebody visits a dinosaur park and it's fine. (laughs) Just a normal day. Just a normal day at the dinosaur park. Not, I love where they're like, oh, people are getting bored of dinosaurs, so we're going to build a super dinosaur. I still, I think that's superhero fatigue, <laughs> isn't it? That's like, oh, they're getting sick of superhero films. I know, let's build another Avengers. But to be fair, that is theme parks. Like, as a theme park nerd, they do constantly, the thing that is like the most pioneering, exciting thing lasts about five years before it, people get bored of it. So that does ring true to me. That 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 I quite like that as a gag. I love Did you the, like that? Sorry, Did you ever go to that Star Wars hotel thing that I heard about? Is that still going? Um, it's not. No, it's, that's stopped. Ah. I never got a chance to go. I've been to Galaxy's Edge a bunch of times. That's a that's a must stop for me whenever I'm in Florida or LA. But um, no, I've not been to the hotel. That was that was. Uh, I never found the time to go. To be honest. Yeah. That is very much my bag. I would have loved that. 
even though I'm not the world's biggest Star Wars fan, I'm a massive fan of like immersive environment stuff. So I would love that. Uh, oh, there's enough. I mean, there's enough Star Wars films for us to do a Star Wars podcast. That'll be a new thing. Oh, I've taken it. Finally, 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 two, two, white, two white guys <laughs> talking about Star Wars. <laughs> you remember that we're not doing the Doctor Who because of the whole Disney connection, right? You remember well, that? We still, we still did Doctor Who, Mike. This is why I'm. Uh... We, we never did, Dan. We never did a Doctor Who. Oh, podcast. we never did. No. Apparently, we've re- we've reviewed the Giggle twice. <laughs> that's how. That's how we. That's how well we're doing. We're doing so well. We're doing so well. We've done the Giggle twice. We just were like, yeah, we talked about it before. Well, fuck, we'll talk again. I hope we said the same things. Probably, the second time like, ah, my oh, guess would be that I stole some of your hot takes and passed them off as my own. Oh, I hope you did. I, I would I feel did. so cool. I bet I did. I, I, I want to claim like you're 30 under 30. Help <laughs> you. Is that real? Did you get an award for that? Is it I, had that I had that thought the other day that I'm now, I'm 38. And I was like, oof. God, I'm so far out of the 30 under 30 range. And I remembered that means that I won those 30 under 30 awards like 15 years ago. And it just breaks my heart. Yeah, we're getting old, aren't we? We are getting old. So, and soon conscripted into the military. <laughs> but to be honest, though, indeed. In, in fairness, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock it like uh, Private Ryan, not Private Ryan, uh, Tom Hanks in that movie. I'm gonna just be completely mysterious. That'll be my play. Um, no, the um, the uh, what was I gonna say? I say I can't drive a car because I can't do the you have to read a license plate from far away thing. Yeah. I'm gonna be great in the military. You and me, they're just gonna have like you just you two just stay back at barracks and I don't know write something talk talk about like what which Godzilla movie's best. That's more your speed. They'll run the navy. They'll need useless vloggers. That's what they'll. Need oh my god, no, Mike! It's like hospital there. radio, but on a submarine. We would, <laughs> it's just we would us. Record amounts of desertion if we if we were broadcasting <laughs> this to the People would pray for Godzilla to turn up. They would. I can't remember yeah. what I was talking about. Something. So, Star Wars podcast. Getting old. Getting old. And Getting old. Sad. I just made uh, what age did you go all over my kitchen. It's, oh, it's amazing. What, what age did you did you transition from early to mid thirties? Because I'm still saying early thirties, but I'm thirty five in like a month. I, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Right now, I feel like I'm in my forties. I've just jumped to forties. Oh. I don't know. I, I probably said early 30s right up until 36. I think you've still got time. Okay, good. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah okay. Good. That's all I needed to hear. That's the most comforting thing I've ever heard in a podcast. That's good. <laughs> at least I could be here for you. I had time. to tell I mean, we're, we're recording this at like 10 in the morning because I got like shit we to are, say. I'm really tired. Fucked, so I imagine I sound yeah. like shit. Uh, but I really, I enjoy the fact that I had to take a, a brief pause before we start recording to go and get a drink because I need to take my heart medicine. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's good this aging thing, isn't it? It's like you know that bit that's you that's worked forever. Nah, no. I like it. It's the thing where doctors stop telling you how to fix things and tell you how to live with things. That's been my experience. <laughs> it's like we're not gonna. We're, it's there's no there's no point solving this now. You know, I think it's I'm, just gonna get. It's just gonna get worse. Just uh, as somebody with mental health struggles, that's just the norm, mate. Isn't it? That's just the. Yeah. They'll tell you how to live with it. Like what? Nah. That's you. That's your stupid, dumb brain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this is an upbeat podcast we've got here, isn't it? That's it's the optimism fun. I think people tune in for week after week. Everyone, lo- 
deserves it. Yeah, this is the you don't get that fucking Disney sheen on this. If we talked about Star Wars, it'd be all wow. I'm fi- I feel so good looking at the old ones. What are they doing with Star Wars anyway? It's just is it like I've never really, watched any only, new stuff. I've watched Last Jedi and then the bad one that was after that. Yeah. I like The Last Jedi a lot, but everyone says that was bad, but I'm not That's really... That's my favourite of the, of the newer ones, for sure. Yeah, my, my, I watched Star Wars in order. My first Star Wars film was one. So that's probably why I don't care for them as much as Wait, other you, people. Wait, so you've not, not seen the original trilogy before you saw Phantom nope. Menace? Okay. Nope. That's interesting, because I bet there's a lot of people who watch it that way. Like, a lot of generations after mine that, that watch have watched it that way. Yeah. It That's feels odd. weird to not watch it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, like, yeah, this is a series of films. You have to watch it in the following order. Four, five, six, one, two, three, <laughs> seven. you got to watch it. Uh, if you've not watched it yet, watch maybe. Andor. That's the one I think you'd really like. Really oh, yeah, good. that's the one you've been saying. It's like it's... Uh, you would, you'd really enjoy Andor, I think. It's, yeah. it's a prequel to a movie, but you don't need to have watched that movie to understand what it's about. And speaking of a prequel to a movie... Hello. Godzilla was yes. a sequel to a movie. Which I didn't see. I've not seen the movie it's a sequel I've, to. I've not seen... Honestly, it doesn't look like it was important because none of the characters from that last one I assume turned up in this one. And considering the guy who I thought was the main character dies at the end off screen. <laughs> and he's just... As does Godzilla, kind of? This film, It's weird because this film is like really focused on like genetic manipulation and mutation but doesn't understand how things like bacteria work. No. Which I thought was... Oh, shit, have you seen the trailer for Monkey Man? <laughs> no, what's it called? Monkey Man? I think it's Monkey... It's Dev Patel's next film. He's written it and directed it and starring in it. Monkey if you're Man. into Dev Patel, it's I Dev mean, Patel heaven. Oh, this is... Yeah. I've not seen the trailer yet. This is produced by um, uh, Jordan Peele, right? I think. Yeah! It's a Jordan Peele joint. Yeah, no, I'm definitely... Yeah. I've not watched the trailer for it yet, but yeah, that's that's like, that's that's two people at least who I fucking love the work of. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I like Dev yeah. Patel. I like I I I miss gawky, weird, nerdy era Dev Patel from like Slumdog Millionaire, and then um, was it News? Yeah, Newsroom. The um the TV show is on. Hate Newsroom. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's objectively bad. Um. Oh, was he in there? Oh shit, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the he's the tech guy. Well done, um, Aaron Sorkin. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah, it's no, so futuristic. Yeah, um, but no, it's it's no, I know new, newsrooms bad, but there's some amazing performances in it. Some of the actors because because they cast incredible actors like Dev Patel. I remember uh, newsroom. I was like, I'm gonna. I love like West Wing. Studio sixty, they're all like Studio Sixty is one of my favorite things ever. Like, I, really I adore like that Studio show. Sixty. I, I unapologetically enjoy Studio Sixty. Yeah, it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful work of. Uh, oh my god, I have to say this now: the late Matthew Perry. That's fucked up. Oh, that is. Let's not say that. Up. That's in. Don't say that. That no, it's it's Matthew Perry forever. I love Matthew Perry. Um, yeah. that yeah. So Studio Sixty, great. And I was like, oh my god, the newsroom. Ah, oh, because news is getting dodgy. Ah, oh, it'd be good to watch a thing. And then you watch the first episode and you go, well, that was all right. And <laughs> I got as far as when they started, like, they did the, we've killed Obama. Not Obama. <laughs> no, Osama Bin Laden. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, wow. Mate. 
I can literally just put a red hat on. There we go. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> great work. Great work. This podcast totally has the, shifted. They did oh. the we killed the yeah the Osama. It, it's uh, just thing. it's a, it's and hindsight. Dude show, just like right? salutes a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, this is so. I think awful. that's the scene that people always point to as like this is the jump the shark, and it was already pretty low in the water already, kind of thing. I yeah. um, it's I just it's, it's a bus it, driver. It's it it commits the sin because it's kind of based on real world events of like hindsight. Like basically, yeah. the, 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 all the characters in that show have the superpower of being written roughly five years after the events they're tied up in. Um, it was only one year. I, I must admit, I was it, it was one only year? like a year. Oh, they were sort be. of writing the show as the stuff was happening and then filming it quite soon after that. So I don't think but it's they more all, like but a because year of that, they always knew which way it was going to go. So basically, they're just always yeah. right. It's just a show about people who are always right. And The West Wing was somewhat that, but there was fallibility built into it. And they were dealing with yeah, fictional yeah. problems. So it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, dealing with... In fact, a bit skeevy. It was like, yeah, well, this is what the liberals would have done. And I'm like, okay, I am one of you, but shut up. <laughs> Just stop talking. But yeah, you can't... The, that, the cast was incredible. And um, I really... I've enjoyed Dev Patel since his debut in this movie. Um, I thought... <laughs> uh, he's, he's actually in his, in his 60s now. He's um, looking fucking incredible looking great for, it. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Actually, know what I it was. Now, I think don't... it's just ears, eyebrows, and general demeanor. That guy just was Dev Patel when I was watching I it. I got a vibe. I got a Dev Patel vibe. I, got I like a, that I, that it's... wasn't just me. I like that that no, wasn't just me. No, I was a bit me. tired. I was like, is that... De-? No, it's not going to be Dev Patel in 1989 film. Is Dev Patel older than us or younger than us? It's a He'll new... Be younger. new... He'll be younger, oh. won't he? Oh, God, I hope not. Is he? He can't. He's too good. He's too popular. He's too fantastic. He's around our age, which I know for reasons I'll say after we've recorded. Oh, he's 33. He's younger than both of us. Uh, you can't. <laughs> what, what a talented bastard. Did you, I loved um, uh, the... the uh, fuck, brain's gone. The, the other brain's gone. Charles Dickens, adaptation, oh, film. Uh, yes. Not Copperfield. Thing. Cop- David Copperfield? David Copperfield, yeah, yes. David Copperfield. That Whoa, was really good. Wonderful really film. Yeah, I man. love that film. That's a fucking great film. That's what we should do. You and your own Mando Iannucci. I mean, he is consistently excellent, so fair enough. A Mando Iannucci film podcast. There we go. <laughs> I do I do want to do whatever we do next after this. It has to be a franchise where every movie is not exactly the same, please. What? I'm sorry, you think David Copperfield and the Thick of It movie are exactly the same? No, no, one I ha- think every one has Hugh movie Laurie, is exactly the same. I think one has Hugh Laurie thinking he's like King Charles or some shit, and the other one is the David Copperfield film. I don't know what to do with that. I'm so tired. This is great content we're making right now. This, this is... is for the eight As million something of people a podcast that connoisseur, this is I'm just I'm 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 glad that we operate at this level compared to our peers. I think it's you good. need this though somewhere. Like someone's gotta be the bar. You know, that everyone gotta, else has yeah. gotta clear. You must be at least this not we, we are we are here to make all the other recap podcasts uh <laughs> slightly more uh professional looking. I like well, that. You I know, like that. Recap ones that just go, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. I want to get in the thing, I'm going to be like, is that guy Dev Patel? 
How old's Dev Patel? I'm old. You know, that's the <laughs> that's I'm the old. gold. That's the gold right there. I quite like. I like. Um, I, I've definitely started to notice that basically all of the all of the all of the podcasts that like do rewatches of like franchises or or live as, as shows are going out always have basically one judgy, slightly older guy and one squeaky, excited guy. And I feel like you and I kind of alternate those roles quite well. Yeah. Yeah. What? So how does what does that make Red Letter Media? Because it's basically like eight really old men in a care home. <laughs> <laughs> I did you see? I did. I did see their Madden web, web videos. You watched that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the fucking live stream. That was great. the nerd crew. Wasn't that the podcast that Shatner thought was real and then had a big fallout and argument? <laughs> That's right. With them? I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, know. William Shatner. How, how is Matthew Perry dead but William Shatner's still alive? What is this earth? What is this plane of existence? What we need to do is take the cells of William Shatner <laughs> and get Mix some... with Godzilla cells. I, I'm, one phenomenon I lo- I'm loving from these movies is the American actors. Oh. Who are very clearly just like Bob from down the road. No, no, no. Not in this film. I'm sorry. But not in this film, Mike. Go on. This film, they have all clearly just been laid off from some sort of porn studio because every <laughs> one of them is wearing really like tight, fucking just white V-neck things, and they're all just like, you know, muscles, and they got the fucking chains and shit. And I'm like, is that yeah, not just like the late as... '80s aesthetic. Yeah, everyone was a porn star in the late '80s, Mike. <laughs> That's the vibe. That's Citation what I was born needed. into. Yeah. Oh, not citation needed. Watch any media from the eighties. <laughs> That's what I think. I think there was like in Osaka, there was a, a porn studio that collapsed, yeah. and they were looking for work. It's like being a Godzilla film, all right. I just, I it. always feel for those actors because you're being directed by someone who presumably doesn't speak the language you're speaking, so they're going to use the worst take. And also, <laughs> you're probably not a great actor yourself. I'll tell you who is a great actor in this film: Godzilla. What a fucking outfit! What a costume! Yeah, is that is who... that one? What's the what's like the the Godzilla fan kind of consensus there? Because I thought the monsters in this genuinely looked phenomenally good. Oh, the... Biolanti's that final puppet of Biolanti that must I don't even know how many people it took to fucking do that, that thing. Genuinely scary. Like that's the yeah. first time there's been kind of a horror feel to this monster franchise for me like the first time i've watched it and gone that's actually genuinely terrifying creature yeah, yeah little shop of horrors taken to the next uh the next level i liked it when did little shop of horrors come out was it just before this oh it could have been actually <laughs> i don't know when when did the original do some, Mike does Googling. It's everyone's favourite feature. I, I, the original musical Little Shop of Horrors I love. Oh my god, the movie came out in 86. 100% they could have watched that. <laughs> that could 100%. Guys, guys, we need a new monster. Shit, shit, shit. Well, I got this fun Rick Moranis movie. What's it like? Well, it's good. The ending's less satisfying than the Broadway version, but it's, it's pretty good. Um, oh my god, for the longest time I thought the ending of that film was, like, fucking awful. And Rebecca was like, "It's one of the best endings ever." And then we watched it and realized there's two endings to the fucking thing. There are. Yeah, it was a really it and was a release... cool kaiju ending and the terrible actual yeah. ending. It was released. It was released with the terrible actual ending. The music, Boo. the original musical, was always that kaiju ending. 
kind yeah, of the, yeah, the hot it was in broadway like the theater would have like puppets in the audience and stuff and it would just kind of get that scale which is cool that's fun um, yeah amazing puppetry like all the miniatures in this were really fucking good mm. there was like bits where i was like oh i've just clocked that that's a miniature because there's a little action figure in the tank yes <laughs> but they were shot really well they did a lot of like obscuring stuff with fog and rain <laughs> um flashes of lightning. basically i think jurassic park stole a lot from this because this is like how to shoot stuff and make it look really cool. Oh, that's cool interesting. Yeah. Many years later. Because this is like the final list. It's like fucking raining and shit and there's lightning. And I'm like, this, this, the vibe I'm getting is the T the Rex scene in Jurassic Park. But that's interesting. Yeah. Because you would, wouldn't you? If you were making that movie, you would 100% yeah. look at like what the state of the art for Godzilla movies was. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Do we want to do puppets? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit that this film got some, I'd say, unintentional laughs. Quite a few unintentional laughs. Like uh, when uh, Biolanti dies the second time and there's just like that, <laughs> the fucking BMP file of the girl's face just goes whoop up with it. <laughs> was very funny. I found that very funny. And then the guy who steps on like the giant landmine and I just, just disappears. <laughs> yeah, the, we- the weekend disappears. And- it's, it's such a weird film because it's like half like monster movie half oh no look it's because the girl's not like in the flower or anything like no but the, her soul is for some reason in the specific it's like, rose it's, it's like they're doing and i this this has come up a couple of times in this show where it feels like this they they often will try and pull in like other b movie tropes in because yeah. basically you've got to have the scene of the cities getting destroyed but then you've got to fill the rest of the time so like that that sequence with the with the little mini Bylande in the um in the lab fighting the Americans like is yeah. that's like that's starting to get towards fucking American horror movie that's starting to get towards um I don't know like like a fucking uh, do you know what it reminded me of I go on what because Sam Raimi reminded me of Spider Man say... <laughs> oh, I was, I was, I was trying to remember the the, the Sam Raimi. I, for some reason, I can't think of the name of the fucking Necronomicon. Fuck, what's the name of the movie? The original uh, Sam Raimi, Evil of the Dawn of the Dead of the Zombies. Evil, yeah, Evil Dead. That's what I was trying to remember because there's there is there, there is definite Evil Dead vibes. When did that come out? Uh, before Spider Man Two, <laughs> eighty one. So yeah, there's definitely oh, yeah, kind yeah. of. There's definitely some of that Raimi stuff in there. But yes, then Raimi did absolutely do Doc Ock tentacles, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Biolantic was like... I, I, the only right, the thing that annoyed me about this film, A, that it just was all over the shop and I could not follow the plot for quite right. a lot of it. Because it was like, this person and this person and this And it's just like all these things. The final fight is the most badass thing mm. ever put the puppets and then there's a really slightly awkward bit where... Really slightly? Yeah, really slightly actually can't make sense. Where oh, yeah, no, so... kind of like just goes like bonk onto Godzilla's head and gives it a little nibble. But there's <laughs> no like actual bite force to it. I'm like, yeah, cut that. Cut cut that. <laughs> uh, and and then it just ends. Godzilla's like, oh, hang on. The, the anti-nuclear bacteria that is inside me is working now. I die. And Which is like, worlds, right? Yeah. Yeah, but here's because they the, the whole the, the the 
the point of what they're doing is like, oh, we've put this this anti-nuclear stuff in Godzilla. Uh, I love that guy who just like had an argument with Godzilla for a little bit. <laughs> there was a lot. I tell you what, that's one thing they did twice in the. There was a lot of beam spam. Not a fan, and I think that's definitely. Um, this was yeah. Dragon Ball Z was already going at this point, so there was a lot of laser beams and everything was atomic blast, atomic blast, atomic blast. Yeah, and like you could you could hit him. A lot of, hit him a little bit. A lot of like military tech as well, which seems to be yeah. a very eighties like Jap- Japanese anime kind of thing. Like yeah. right, so like there was this kind of fetishization of military equipment, which wasn't there in the previous one so much. Yeah, the, little, t- the other one was just little tanks. It's like little toy tanks yeah. get pulled along by fishing wire. Whereas now you've basically got like a bit of gun damn they throw at him, you know? Like Yeah, it's it's got Thunderbirds energy. It's just it like does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that 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 feels that feels like a transition. The the fears about genetics Chimera, which is up there for me with like EMP device as thing I wish movies would stop explaining what a fucking Chimera is to me because I feel like I've <laughs> that speech I've seen in 20 movies at this point. Um, do you know Chimera? It's like a, a mythical beast. Uh, is it like King Caesar? It's <laughs> imagine if they're like it's like a King Caesar. A See, lot? that would be solid, that would be good. <laughs> King Caesar just sounds like a chicken place. <laughs> you can imagine just in like there's three, East London. There's three, yeah, there's three King Caesars in Manchester, and they've all got different <laughs> logos. It's inconsistent. <laughs> Do you ever read this? I read an article about the guy who did the like. There's like twenty clip art chicken shop logos, and there's like a guy who designed them at some point in the eighties, and now that's just <laughs> what people have used on all these places. Just fun. That's about right. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I mean. But the thing is, right, they're all different, but they all make the exact same food. Like, I've never been into a kebab shop and this is completely different to what I'm used to. It's always very sp- exactly the same. Yeah. It's an it's an odd experience. And of course, as we discussed last time, you will be called boss. That is... That is, that is a universal truth. Universal truth. Kebab shops. Yeah. Um, I, I, I... So, wait. A quick plot question, right? <laughs> I won't. I will not have the answer for you. Right, Godzilla's fallen into a volcano. Yep. I don't know how they managed to trick that. I'm excited <laughs> to watch uh, Godzilla Returns, whatever the first one was called. Godzilla falls into a volcano, and then they're like, "Ah, we'll set Godzilla free." But then they, they, then they, then they, then they, they, they just how if he's in a volcano? How does an explosive set him free? There's like photos of him, and he's just like chilling in the volcano. <laughs> I was slightly confused about Godzilla's uh, volcano time. Yeah, it was very. It's. it's I don't it's have. I don't have film. answers for you. I'm sorry. I will say my least favorite person in the film, uh, the guy who edited the music, because every single scene that has music in the music will end mid note. Mm. It was just like da 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 da, and then you just in another scene, and there's no music in this scene. There's no there fading, some there's weird no cuts. Like, I don't know if that Super was something weird. like but the um 
The other one was the the whole we're going to need a scientist, which you then you you have the camera drift away and then cut and then come in on like a wide shot of a laboratory and the scientist stood there. But in this, they literally say we need a scientist. Hard cut to close up a face of scientists. <laughs> like, no, I get it, guys, I get it. But like, <laughs> let me oh, shit. let me breathe between scenes here. Like, it's I'll there's a lot of that. My, my favorite bit is they get a letter. From, through the post, right? And it's like, we've just had this letter from some organization somewhere. They're going to do the explosives that are going to block Godzilla. I love that when she hands the bit of paper over, it doesn't really, it's very thin paper, so it like flops around the hand. The guys like snatch it away. Mm. I, I, I'm like, I probably would have retaken that shot, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, they, they read the letter, it's like, we will blow up the the volcano. We will do that thing. We'll blow up the volcano and free Godzilla unless our demands are met. And then, like, the screenwriter went, oh, but how, why would they believe that? So the phone rings, and it's like, there was an explosion mm-hmm. at the volcano. And then they read more of the letter, and it's like, also, we will be doing a test explosion 24 hours before the real explosion. And the guy looks at his watch, he's like, ah, oh, it's the time, we've got 24 hours. And I'm like, this, that was very perfectly timed letter. <laughs> like, the fact that you were halfway through reading it, then the drama happens, and then it explains what the drama was. Yeah, it was it was a it was a very uh, mucky script, is what I would. It's, it, it was. It was messy. It was a fucking mess. But also, I didn't care because Byline looked fucking badass. Although twice just fucking died like a bitch. There was no fight really. <laughs> it's like the first time. It's like just bursting into flames or some shit. And you're like, all right, whatever. And the second time, it's fucking destroying Godzilla. Like it's fucking jabbed a hole through his hand. And through his side, it spat acid on his face. Mm. And you're like, it's, Godzilla's getting fucked up. How's this, how's this going to end? And then Godzilla like fires one beam in its mouth and it dies. Well, Godzilla yeah. falls over and then it dies. And it's like, oh. I think that's why I zone out during the fights, to be honest. Like, I, I enjoy... I enjoy the like little soap opera stuff of like, are they going to move to America or not? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, genuinely, that's the stuff. <laughs> I like the talky bits and the world building yeah. stuff. Like the fights themselves in these movies just seem incredibly um, redundant and kind of not. They don't have an internal logic. That's why I liked. I loved the um, the, the the tentacle monsters killing the Americans because that was an action scene I could follow. That was interesting. Yeah. I got the stakes. I got the abilities they were up against. It was a, a really like weirdly well directed scene. Um, yeah. I get the impression with these movies that maybe the 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 monster the kaiju fight scenes are maybe they don't feel like they're directed or in a, in fact in any way produced at the same time as the rest of the movie <laughs> like it feels like cuz you don't get any sense of the two kind of halves of the movie kind of matching up it feels like maybe there's a team that does that um and then the rest of the team are working on the, the you know the talky bits because those yeah. feel those are often quite fun in kind of a melodramatic soap opera way. Um, I quite enjoy those. Um, what? Sorry, I've just seen the Biolanti puppet in its puppet form. Mm. It's like twenty fucking people. What the fuck? <clears throat> well, it would need to be, wouldn't it? Hang on, I will send you one of those links on the internet, which people could probably just Google. I'm actually just going to put it in the. Uh... Not Discord because I'm lazy and tired. You can look at it later. I'll I'll text you. I'm an old man. I'm just going to text. It's like the old days. The fucking... Jesus, that thing is insane. 
That is ridiculous. It looks like... There's, okay, I'm going to describe the picture to you. There's On the right-hand side, there's the Biolani puppet, which is bigger than slightly bigger than a person, which makes sense because of how these films are um, and how they do it. And then there's like 20 guys doing like a Spider-Man impression and firing webs up into the ceiling. I assume in some ways puppeteering that fucking thing, like all That'll the arms the and stuff. That'll be for the tentacles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need that for that. That's insane. That's just fucking... But I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem with this film is they made the puppet and then went, ah, how do we fight this thing? But I did, I did like that final fight. I was like, oh, he's, Godzilla's getting fucked up. He's got acid. Like, are we going to get like a cool, like, scarred Godzilla? He's going to like, oh, do something clever to blow up. But it just Godzilla kind of like just has a heart attack because of the thing the humans have been doing and then mm. dies. Because Godzilla gets a bacterial infection and then falls into the... Because the whole film, they're like, we've injected Godzilla. And then Godzilla won't die. They're like, oh, Godzilla's <laughs> body temperature must be colder than we thought. Like, yeah, it's a lizard. <laughs> like, why did you think it was going to be warm? There's not a whole you... lot of understanding of... yeah. Well, but <laughs> to be fair, though, I think this is a time where the audience didn't necessarily give a crap, right? In terms of... I mean, honestly, I don't give a, that much of a crap. I just no. like picking holes. Like, I just yeah. like picking I'm like, I'm still loving it. Like, but I do... <laughs> It's fun, isn't it, to pick holes sometimes, Mike? You know? Hey, it's it why can be. It can be. It can be, you know? Because the really, the big hole I want to pick is Godzilla falls in the war at the end, and then he comes back, and everyone's like, oh, shit, Godzilla's fine. And the excuse that Godzilla's fine is because it's lowered his body temperature again. And I'm like, that's not how an infection works. Mm. If the spread was being slowed because he was cold, but then he started to get really sick because of it, colding himself back down, it still spread to those places. Like, that's that's just not... That's not how this works. Is that how anything works? We knew about fucking bacteria in 1989. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we understood yes, what bacteria was. We did, I think. We didn't know what space travel was, and we didn't know what Thunderbirds could actually do. I do enjoy that they built a machine that could fire Godzilla's beams back at like 1,000% energy. I'm like, that is... No, 1,000 times, sorry. Not even percent. 1,000 times stronger... Hyper beam, the fucking atomic blasts back, and I'm like, what if you shine a torch into that? Like, <laughs> you just die, just click. <laughs> that would be you've just actually solved like just put two of those facing each other, and you've made a perpetual motion machine. Yes, <laughs> you've just oh, that, that's infinite power. It is what you've made there is infinite power. Uh, that's but, they, but again, they, that's very yeah. kind of comic book toy yeah. children's toy logic right it does make sense it's a bit it got a little like power rangersy and i assume as power rangers i mean well i can't remember what power rangers actually called you bad but as soon as as soon as that as that starts in the 90s to push on i think things are going to get a lot more power rangersy as it goes on yes with lots of crash zooms and people wearing leather and the <laughs> rock music they kept doing a rock music version of the uh, the theme song, which was really cool. I really liked it. Oh, wait, what was that one scene about where it was like, this, it suddenly cuts to like a really poppy track, and then this woman's like, oh, the concert that we're currently in has to stop because Godzilla's coming. Everybody evacuate. But the whole thing is shot from outside a stadium. It's like, we want a scene where like a concert gets interrupted. What's the budget? Well, we have a camera. Ah. Okay, well, we'll just shoot the stadium and pretend. 
It's a it's a weird. It, this is the one that, as more than any of the others, has felt like a proper B movie. Yeah, and I think that's honestly, I found it more interesting as a result of that. Like, yeah, I think it's. I I'm kind of. I'm up for weird. I think. Yeah. Um. I th- I'm hoping because yeah, I just like I said, it's the stuff outside of the fights that I enjoy the most in this franchise. I think. Um, yeah. And yeah. They got a good sense of scale in this one. Occasionally, Godzilla was like four thousand foot tall, and then at one bit, his head was just the size of a window. Um, <laughs> like no those special effect problems. But like when the woman's on that helipad that doesn't go anywhere, mm. I don't know what the fuck that was. It's like it's like this is the entrance to this thing, and it's just a helipad in the ocean. I'm like, put that somewhere else. But like the Godzilla, like being in the water right in front of her, was like a great sense of scale. And I, I like those scenes. I like <clears throat> Godzilla interacting with the cast a little bit. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Um, and the guy with the rocket launcher who's like, he's just like, oh, I've blown Godzilla up. And then he's just like slowly packing his bag away <laughs> behind him. Godzilla's looking <laughs> through the window being like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. And he what's was the, not What's told. his line, which does not work in English? Like, you want to be careful about getting all these intravenous... I can't remember what his... He's got, like, a an injection-based... Yeah. Um, which I, I bet <laughs> works a lot better in Japanese. Um, yeah. He had to... He had to like, his final line was great before Godzilla kicks the shit out of him. What was the... I'm going to try and look what his final line was. All of this intravenous stuff is bad for you, Godzilla. That was one of his lines. A classic. We all quote that one. Was that his final line? Oh, that was his final line. Yeah, that was his big moment. Yeah. All this, all of this intravenous stuff is bad for you, Godzilla. Yeah. Because <laughs> this dude, like, fires a rocket out of the skyscraper. And then it's like, okay, I'm going to put my rocket back in the bag. Well, Godzilla has knocked over every building around the entire time. And then he's just, he's literally like whistling as Godzilla like silently comes up behind him. And then he looks out the window and is like, oh shit, Godzilla. Like the director was like, yeah, you're fine with it. You're about to die. And there's no fear. There's no like cool moment. You're just kind of like really nonplussed. And I just thought that was so funny. I really like that bit. And then like the whole field, it gets destroyed. There's a really nice special effect where he falls through the fucking floor. Which was just really nicely done. He like properly goes through the floor. I'm like, oh, you actually like blew a floor up for this. Scene. Yeah, no, there, there's, there's, there's some, there's some smarts going on. Like, there's definitely a standard. There's a higher standard to the direction generally as it goes on. Like, I think it's all. And, and to be fair as well, I think it's competing at this point with kind of presumably like imported like Hollywood blockbusters, right? So there's there's yeah. definitely like a production value jump that needs to happen. Um, yeah. yeah. Without like, because Japanese films tend to keep a, 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 a smaller a, like budget, don't they? They never kind of go, we're going to go huge. Um, oh, what was that Sony device that the girl had that she was drawing on, which looked like a fucking electronic etcher sketch? And it was like had some like fucking My Windows first One. Sony, I think it was. It, it was. The, let me look that up. That was a cool because I remember those kind of things at like. Um, uh, I remember those at um, like theme parks. I remember playing like, <laughs> with, 
back <laughs> when here we go back. no this is this is this is the age gap between you and me is i remember when touch screen drawing things were like a cool thing you saw at museums and theme parks as like a cool activity um, i still think they're a cool activity <laughs> There was a lot of really cool, like, wireframe animation in this film. Every single one. There's, like, it's got, like, fire! And then it cuts to, like, a little, like, little <laughs> fucking pixel Godzilla. But just the outline from, like, a fucking BBC micro being shot at by a little, like, cylinder. Mm. And it goes, like, and I'm like, that's amazing. That's a 10 out of 10 delight. This film is a delight in a just kind of... Don't think about it. So this is called a my first Sony HBA five oh five oh electronic sketch pad, and you can buy them on eBay second hand. Obviously, it was a, it's a beautiful looking thing as well. I love that era of technology. When it Do you know what it it was right. photographed well because the actual thing looks a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the most expensive thing in the film. I'm just trying to find out what you what they cost now. Um, Oh, it's cool though. I would like one. Yeah. I watched um I watched um AI for the first time in ages a few days ago and uh yeah, those those Y2K aesthetics I'm just so nostalgic for because that's how all the <laughs> stuff looked when I was a kid like oh. You know, translucent you know lumpy computers it was a great it, time. It is literally Windows XP is the era that I'm just going to always be yeah. I started on 3.1, but XP felt like the future, mate. Mm. XP was when they went, look, fat buttons. And I was like, fat buttons. fuck yeah. It's Green and blue. Fuck yeah. Yeah. No, it's I got a new logo, Mike. I designed a new logo. For for for, for you. For, for, for old Nerdy Cube Cube. Old Nerdy Cube Cube. Lil Bree Brown for the new year. Little, Let me have a look. Little, is it on your YouTube, is it? Like it's not. It's secret. It's only on for patrons right now, but I'll send it to you. Even though send you, it you to know. me. I'm not a patron. I'm not going to pay for this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, this is the stuff I give up for free. Yeah, no, this, this is, is the, the thing. Is I, I, get, I get the ultimate Patreon tier, which is being friends with Dan. So I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, I get, I sorry, get my, my wife has claimed to the ultimate tier. I must say that yeah, it's yeah, definitely... fair enough. Yeah, that's that's that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy to forego that tier. You're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so sh sh send me a branding. I'll give you my graphic design feedback. Okay, cool. Because you do you know what my current logo looks like? It's a bit shit. <laughs> it's the, been around for like, a long time. Just the nerd cubed one, right? Yeah, I mean it's always just been the nerd cubed one, but there's been like loads, and they're all kind of different shades of shit. I didn't mind your your current one, the like red, red background, white lettering three. It's always that's been... drawn by someone who's never seen the number three before. It's fun. It's always been the red background, <laughs> the yeah. yeah white thingy. Yeah, the but one you on, use I... currently is fine, but show me the new one. I want to see it. Let's 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 add it. Let's go for this. No, is this yeah, you no did this or thing. someone else? Did I did this. this yeah, did this. I learned Illustrator to get this one done to make it nice. <laughs> okay. Mike laughed at it. I did laugh at it. Oh, it's cute. It's cute. Spent 700 hours on it. 700 I had to hours. And Mike laughed at it. It's cute. S spent ages. It's cute. I can't I can't give any more specific compliments because it would be spoilers for the the big reveal. Why did you laugh at it, Mike? What what's funny about it? Is it's it fun. It's, it 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 makes me it makes me think of a fun cool happening uh TikTok 
uh, videos about games. You loved it, Mike. I did. Mike, you might be leaving that Patreon tier of friendship. I'm just. Oh no. <laughs> no, it's fun. I like it. I wasn't going for fun. I was going for like serious. I don't I was going think for you adult. Are. I don't know. I was going for. I was with the last one, which was a mistake. The last one's kind of edgy in the way that this one isn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I I wanted to go back to because the old, the very old one was all a bit more like that. So it's a bit more of a. Nah, it's nice. I like it. It's friendly. It's good. Yeah, that's what I was going for. I was going for friendly good times. Good times. Wow. So this Mike slagged my thing off. Hey, do you want to talk about Rebel Moon? I wasn't slagging your thing off. We we already did that, didn't we? Didn't we talk about Rebel Moon? No, we were supposed to, and then we didn't because we went on for like 400 hours about some shit nobody cares about. It's fun. It's fun. Rebel Moon? I th- I enjoyed it. Like I, I, I fucking hated it. Yes, I, we differ. We differ. <laughs> we have differing opinions. The podcast I, begins. <clears throat> I I am a Zack Snyder apologist. I'm gonna oh, no. I'm gonna go on oh. the record. I find his movies empty calories for sure, but I'm entertained by them. I think I think he fundamentally doesn't understand how to edit or crop his work and i think whenever <laughs> i think i think like you know whenever he's trying to make a t- a movie it feels like he actually maybe wanted to make a tv show it's there's definitely like those issues there but i i do i do i enjoy the the mob boss i think he's a good action director um yeah i i i'm 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 kind of okay with uh, with a bit of cider. I I enjoyed the the long cut, the director's cut of um, uh, Justice League. I know. Oh dear. I know. I'm not and saying that because I do want to get friends over get this position. This. You know, people hate me for this. You know, this, is, this get is... through the short one. Actually, I quite like the short one because I have no stake in the DCU. You know, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's it's a shame that like he has like just the the nastiest kind of fan community ever. It's a shame because because it's. it's it shouldn't be a controversial thing to enjoy the movies of someone who makes entertaining films that are quite popular. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I must admit, right? Because there's some sex nice stuff. Right? 300, I think, is a fucking banger. Right? 300's a lot of fun, yeah. 300's a great film. I watched that one that's like a long music video about mentally ill women. I think that's I don't all like the that one. I think you literally just described all the sex nice films. <laughs> Yeah, I know the one you mean. I've not seen that one. That's the one where, yeah. What's it called? Sucker Punch. Yeah, I've not seen that Sucker one. Punch. I've not yeah. seen that one. Mike? Yeah. Yeah, you should watch that one before you say you're a fan of Zack Snyder. Oh, is that? That's that. Okay. <laughs> that's not a good time. That's a bad time. And you watch it and you go, oh, no. Oh. It's yeah. like all the fucking. It's like when like one of your favorite celebrities comes out as like a fucking pedo or some shit. And you go, well, time to burn all of this. Oh no! It's time to get rid of all this. But this is, of course, uh, not as bad. Hey, did you hear about Vince McMahon? I I saw people talking about it. You you give give me the give me the actual like wrestling fan. You're always you're always saying I I love the guy. I think he's great, infallible, just a good bloke. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no the other way. He's a weird scumbucket. It turns out he is because uh... he's always played one, right? Like his persona yeah, was yeah. always his kind persona, of, he's a bit like of a he heel, did... right? Like he was yeah, that yeah. Kind it's of always guy. been. Yeah, he played and he like him versus Stone Cold Steve Austin was basically like you versus your boss. 
you're a redneck who just wants to get the job done. Your boss is a, he's on your back, man, and he's being a dick. But that was always kind of that was so and, and, and marvel at me using the words. That was kayfabe, right? Like the audience was, were the, yeah. the audience assumed that was all part of the story and the act, and actually he was probably a decent bloke, right? Was that the general? Well, consensus? we always assume. Things we've heard about Vince McMahon, but have never been like proven mm. uh, that he's done some really dodgy shit. Well, that's the stuff, and, I mean, and then there's more stuff has come out like in the last week, right, or week, couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't and know anything was, about this. Catch me up. I'll I'll just give you the highlight word: uh, sex trafficking. So we'll Oof. just leave it there. <laughs> that's, that's that's yeah wow. yeah. That is not the bit that people are talking about. That's how bad that fucking... I read this full fucking, like, 60-page lawsuit thing, and I'm like, this guy needs to be buried under a jail. This is so bad. This is... Right, he's so bad, they're basically erasing him from WWE history. Like, they're just... No, fuck off. Away you like, go. Was he, he, was, he was actually, like, the CEO, though, right? He was, like, uh, an He was the boss. CEO for the longest fucking time, and then a few years back, some shit came out about him. Actually, a few mm. months back, maybe. Some shit came out about him um, that he was paying some millions per year to, like, cover up some shit. And right. uh, he, he walked away from the company. And then he walked back to the company and did, like, this hostile takeover thing with his shares so he could sell the company... Sold the company and put himself back in a position of power. Because uh, the, they've made UFC and WWE have like fused, and there's like a company above them called TKO. And it's like, and he was like on the board of that shit, and he was like owning everything. Uh, he then worked out a deal to sell WWE Raw to Netflix. It's like a $5 billion deal. And I think within 24 hours of him finishing that deal, all of this shit came out about him. So I think they used him to sell the stuff and then fucked him off. Right. Which is, yeah. Turns out he's... Basically, it's the sort of thing where you want some very, very clever people to go in and take everybody out who even knew about that shit and put them away for a very long time. Uh, Yeah. Damn. It's he's good. I, I genuinely think his legacy is going to go down as more of a Chris Benoit uh, than anything else. So, and that's the dude who like killed his wife and kids. So, yeah, it's gonna not a positive legacy he's going to leave. And some yeah. people are going to be like, "Well, he changed the face of wrestling." Yes, but he's still a cunt. <laughs> and that's the thing we'll remember him for. That's a shame. Being an awful person. It's not really a shame. The stuff I've heard about him now, I'm like, Jesus Christ. No, it's a shame. Sorry, it's a shame that the bad things were done by him, not not anything that happens to him. Yeah, it's not by him, other... Like, uh, Brock Lesnar's, like, super in this thing, apparently. Oh, really? Like, Brock Lesnar was named and has gone again, has been removed. They're not selling his shirts and shit anymore. Like, has gone, gone. Um, yeah, it's it's... They're doing a little bit of a house clearing. I hope they pull out everybody who's even slightly involved. Uh, it's been a really bad, bad time. And then, a few days later, it was the Royal Rumble. And at the press conference afterwards, Triple H, who's like the, I guess now running the fucking show, um, mm. went, well, I'd like to focus on the positives of this week. It's been an amazing week. <laughs> Talking about how well the Rumble are done. And everybody <laughs> in the sort of press conference room kind of went, oh, fuck. It is wild when when uh, companies take that swing because some every now and again it works. 
which is why presumably they yeah. do it like that we can just go well we're going to keep it positive but well, the thing is it the, so rarely when, works <laughs> when my beloved Cody Rhodes came out at the who had just won the rumble to get his match Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania because last year he had that match I told you about Cody Rhodes and he lost it and I was yeah. gutted and he's got he's won the rumble and he's doing the match again and we'll get to that um <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cody came out. He was the first person. I think Bailey, the, the women's winner, came out. Then Cody came out, and Cody answered the same question and did a really like dignified, like you know, this shit needs to be investigated. We need to protect people. Did a proper like the politician answer, where it's kind of like you know, I can't say anything, um, but this is a fucked up situation. Yeah, like like we're not all here celebrating high five, going oh that's funny. Like we're taking it seriously. And then like the dude who runs the company came out and was like, it's been a great week. <laughs> and you're like, dude, you need. PR training? PR training. Come on now. You have you need, ever done you that? Need, you have done the media training that. thing. Has anyone ever made clearly, you do that? Clearly, clearly fucking not. Clearly like, fucking if you listen not. to this podcast. It's true. It's true. I do, yeah. <laughs> it's such, it's a thing that a few times people are like, you should probably do this thing. And I'm like, I mean, it's, it's all stuff you already know. Like, where, at least the media training I've done is all stuff you already know. You, yeah. you know it, you just ignore it. Yeah, that's your that's it's your more trick. fun to ignore it. You know the rules. You do know the rules. I kind of it's kind of wanna know it, you know. It's like when I did the, the hot dogs horseshoes hand grenades video, that VR gun thing. Mm. Um here's a little back here's a little I don't think I've ever talked about this before. But before I did the video, I, I looked up all the rules of like dealing with firearms and mm. I just deliberately broke all of them in that video. <laughs> but I needed to know it to be able to break it. So I learned gun safety just to break it in that video. But it did legitimately scare me when I fired a, gun, a bullet that I didn't know was still in the gun. It scared the shit out of me. And you see me jump in VR and I still think that's one of the funniest things I've ever still done. The, it's still the scariest day of my life was doing like gun training. I yeah, just, they're loud. Yeah. They're scary. And my one was even real. Yeah, no, it's it's not something I, I'll never pick up a gun again. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Not I really. mean, Mike, uh, the Tories are saying you might. It's well, just, you just know, let you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I've got these bone spurs, whatever that is. Um, I, I hear that's, that's like you've got a, like a little spinning star at the back of your heel. <laughs> <laughs> like a like yeah, made, I like that. Made of bones, yeah. A Cronenbergian <laughs> cowboy. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Oh, there's a game. There's the next game. There's the next I call it here now. Um, yeah. So anyway, Cody Rhodes. I'm talking about Cody Rhodes a lot because he's my beloved boy. He's, he's the one boy. who's. He left WWE, made AEW, kind of went, oh, my dad won the proper belt. I want to win the proper belt. Went back to WWE, got to the big main event and lost it. Mm. And then hasn't really had sort of much of a build-up, to be perfectly honest. Um, he won the Rumble, so he was getting the match against Roman. But then all this Vince stuff came out and CM Punk's injured. He's gone back to WWE and has now been injured. Um, and so, yeah, was it yesterday or the day before? Cody on SmackDown went... Um, I'm not going to fight you, Roman. This guy is. And the fucking rock comes out and you're like, oh God, they're so desperate. <laughs> they're, they're so fucking desperate to get some positive news. Like, the rock's back. But the fans are so behind Cody winning that they're like, oh God. And all the videos are getting like super disliked and stuff. It's great. Wow. Fuck the rock. Everyone loves Cody Rhodes. But yeah, it's uh It's been Rock's a tumultuous kind of... relationship with the rock in general, hasn't it? With the, with the fan base. I mean... Yeah, The Rock's pro like The Rock was like could do no wrong when he was in the WWE, and his first film was like, "Wow, this guy's really nice." And since like Black Adam, I'm like, dude, you need to stop doing things. Mm. You need to stop 
You need to let it. You need to let some stuff go. But now apparently he's yeah. I really want the Rock to beat Roman. That make me so Rock, angry. Rock needs to do like a couple of like critically well received movies. He needs to go and do like. Well, he's... he needs to do a Batista, like Batista's yeah, done exactly. But I I think the difference is that Batista's a good actor and the Rock is really good at being charismatic. That's that is fair. Yeah, like we'll you, see. Like uh, it, he's in the next Fast and Furious, isn't he? That might that might turn it around. If the, it gets made, because wasn't Vin Diesel recently like got some shit come out about him? What? No, not not Vin. I'm pretty sure that happened recently. Was that what? thing? Uh, uh, oh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. No. I don't know. Hang on, let me look it up. Don't ruin Vin Diesel up. for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Oh uh, no! <laughs> oh no! No, 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 no! Oh, I did a Google. Oh fuck! That sucks. Allegedly. So, so too fast, too furious. Probably won't be coming back. <laughs> no, wait. What was it called? Too, too, ten forward, too furious. What was it? What are we doing? Too fast, ten forward. That sounds about right. That was that one. one. Yeah, that's not coming back. Um, no, maybe not. Oh, actually, what they'll do is they'll just have him and his son drown in that. In that dam. Well, they left them just, there, didn't they? Yeah, that was the... Yeah, he just died off screen. There'll be like <laughs> three empty chairs at the barbecue. That would be the funniest shit if it just he just dies off screen. <laughs> oh, they bring back the rock to replace him. Oh, he'd be so livid. But yeah, we might never get that. They just announced that Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is no longer called that, even though it's come out. Have you seen that? What's that? Sorry, heard about this? Have you seen that? Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Yeah, that's, that's not his title anymore. They've changed no. its title. No, it's just Dead Reckoning, isn't it's it? It's just Dead Reckoning. Yeah. So I guess that story's done. Well, no, it'll continue. It'll just, it'll just. Yeah, but Mike, Mike, why if they the... just don't bother? No, it was <laughs> good though. It was fun. It wasn't. It was, fun. it was crap. I didn't like that one. Oh, well, you're wrong. Objectively. Um... <laughs> I've been get uh, for Christmas. Kerry got me the the vinyl, um, the first four soundtracks on vinyl, and oh my oh. goodness, what just 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 really good music. Just... You be, you're working, but your heart's going like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun. Got to get this script done. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tron is largely about running now. Um, just running <laughs> down corridors. Yeah. People reviewed it like it was. Yeah, it was great, but like it was really weird that intro sequence with the fuse. Yeah, <laughs> like a laser fuse, like a neon, a neon laser fuse. Yeah, I very nearly made a more specific reference. Well, like I don't know, I can't remember what you've actually publicly announced about the game. <laughs> yeah, so pause, pause, like, pause, 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 I'll just, pause, pause. I'll just pause. I'll pull that pause, back. Pause, I'll do pause, a, pause. do a generic joke. Don't worry. About <laughs> I appreciate that. Don't worry. About I'm in it. I'm the main character. We're announcing that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why you've had to do a new logo. <laughs> you like the old one shit. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to do like one of those like Twitch uh, overlay things. I'm just going to make it Tron themed. I'm going to lean into this. <laughs> and you want to do free advertising for the next game. You're very welcome to. Um, I do free advertising for all good games. Okay. Well, I'll give it a go. I'll try. <laughs> I like the last one. I mean, it was as good as, you know, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, but... 
Wow. Like it was. It that was. You've watched the video. You know the way the joke hurt. went. That hurt. I, you, know, you know the way the joke went when I was like, it's the best visual novel. It's this. But I can't go for that because, you know, there's the Bithel Law. It's the Bithel Law. The Bithel yeah. Law. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair enough. It's, I can take it's, it. It keeps my high standards. Absolutely. And I have very high standards. I've played a lot of g- good games. I've been playing the uh, Like a Dragon what Mike? Have you seen yeah. any of that new the new Yakuza game, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth? Have you seen anything about it? I have. It looks it it looks it looks cool. I've only ever played. I think I played. What did I play? Judgment. Is it called Judgment? I have no idea. I've played like one. I played and like one, not even and I it. really liked it. It was excellent, but it was definitely one of those things of like I don't have forty hours to commit to getting into this yeah. franchise. So well, this new one, Mike. Well Where's well it done. set? Where is it set? I mean, they're all set in the same town, aren't well, they? Not this one. No? This one appeared to be set in Hawaii. Like, all the footage okay. is like, look, it's in Hawaii. You go to Hawaii. He wakes up on a beach, and he's in Hawaii. And I'm like, cool, it's set in Hawaii. It took me nine hours to get to Hawaii, Mike. Because <laughs> hmm. it is also still set in the same fucking place. Or maybe a different place, I don't know. I've not really played many of them. But it's now like a turn-based RPG. It's really fun. I'm having a good time with it. But it is like... It's long, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to take me a few months to beat. And I'm okay with that. Mm. I'm okay with that. Um, what have you been playing? What have you been? Have you been playing anything? You've been I've been playing anything? that new Prince of Persia. Have you played oh, that yet? You have. I, no, I don't buy Ubisoft games. Oh, we <laughs> we've had this conversation we before. Yeah, this conversation. Yeah. I'll pay it when they're on Game Pass. That's my thing. But I don't like to. Well, it's very good, and you should look forward to it. It's very good. Um, it does look really good, and as a massive Metroidvania fan, I'm fucking seething. It's 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 solid. I um, I'm currently I'm ignoring about going out and picking up Suicide Squad because I'm intrigued by the because there's a range of opinions. Have you played it? No, I'm fascinated by it. It's one of those games that I'm like I'm watching it come out and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a train wreck. Like, mark this one down as I'm gonna. It's one of those games where I know I'm not like interested. But like I know the audience isn't interested, and I'm sitting there like num 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 num. Tell everyone, everyone, just keep shouting. Ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> like I just wanna. I mean, I'm on this like... side of the fence, so I I'm, I feel a I feel a bit differently. Like in terms of like, obviously, lots of talented people worked on it and stuff. Well, that's but... what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's rocks. Yeah. It's rocksteady, right? That's yeah. pedigree as fuck. Like you don't really get better pedigree. They are they are genuinely like notably brilliant at hiring the best talent. Like it's it's yeah. it's hilarious that like you'll be like you'll be recruiting for a job and there'll be like there'll be like some recent graduates or something where you're like these guys are good. This is this I need to give this person a call and you'll just see Rocksteady just <laughs> sweep in and hire them up. They are they are absolutely a magnet. The weeping angels of the game industry. They really are like it is it is definitely like it's happened a few times when we've been recruiting that like suddenly like you know someone we were talking to is like rock steady. Which is cool. And it's and it there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of talent there and it shows in like when you're seeing the cutscenes look awesome. I think I like a lot of what I've seen, but I know I know it's had a it's had that backlash. But it does seem to be really mixed. There seems to be people who are like thoroughly enjoying it, people who think it's mid, people who absolutely hate it. And the last time I remember that kind of reaction to something was the Mad Max game, which I ended up having a lot of fun with. So I'm oh, kind of it's so good. Yeah, some kind of that I'm hoping it's so one of them. Good. I don't know. We'll so I don't I don't think it's gonna be. No, probably not. <laughs> I think it's Fairness. definitely on the I mean, because like 
back in the day, like if a if a game studio that was famous, like Criterion, right? Criterion were like burnout, burnout, burnout. Now we're yeah. doing a first person shooter, and then they make Black, which for me is like the best first person shooter. I don't think it's ever been topped just for the gunplay, right? Have you ever played Black? No, but I did. I yeah, no, I've not. No, I I I met I met the the designer that uh, was because his surname's Black, right? It was the the senior designer on it was was named after I have, him i think or at least that I was absolutely no idea so i decided i had I just, a long conversation about the gun oh, design of it but i've never played it so because like right guns are scary right we've established that yes. in this very podcast guns are terrifying right and in in you get a gun in a normal game you get a gun in a current call of duty and it's like just like and i'm like what is what is this that's not how... What? This is terrible. And then you get a gun in black, right? You get the fucking pistol and you fire the pistol and your eardrums burst. And you it's the first time you fire a gun in black is a legitimate jump scare because you're like, holy shit. Yeah. But they did they did what they did for like... What they did for burnout, like racing in burnout and the crashes and the sort of over-the-topness, they did for gunplay. So you fire a shot at a wall and it doesn't just go like leave a bullet hole like a fucking dust cloud like a fucking entire fucking sandstorm comes crashing your way and a big chunk gets sort of ripped out of it and it's just this like massive like when you shoot somebody you know you've shot someone because of like the poof that comes off of them it's it's like it's incredible you fire the shotgun it legitimately sounds like a train crash right it's not just like bang it's like <laughs> oh god yeah like women screaming and shit it's fucking incredible it's so good, and that was like that was a, that was a company that was known for doing one thing, like these racing games, really well. And they're like, "We could do another thing," and it was fucking great. Mm. And that used to be like a really good thing, but nowadays, if a company's like, "We're going to do something different," you go, "Oh no, oh please don't, please go back, do the thing you're good at." <laughs> it's kind of it's weird, and I think it's just because development times have got so long. Yeah, that you can't just like go, "We're going to do like a little experiment. We're going to spend like." absolutely max three years on this thing it's just like, a, it's just like all very years, expensive yeah. like it's yeah it the, the it's it's similar to what's happened in the film industry is that there's just there's more money being spent but it's being spent on a smaller number of projects which means everyone's very risk averse yeah and there's no point like you know it's really it's been fascinating being one of the because you know we're 20 people so we're not a massive team by any means but we're yeah. also not a small team. So being that kind yeah. of middle size is, it's always interesting. It's always a challenge, but it means you have to pitch, you have to pitch yourself to the, uh, to the, to the people with money as like, you know, interesting. Like basically that's yeah. our pitch is like, we're not going to be able to make you a triple A game, but we can, we can make something that people have opinions about on the internet. And that's, that's valuable. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Things that people, yeah. Games that people actually come back to and don't just play and drop. Yeah, or, or, or talk about or share. Like, and that's, yeah, that's, we are in an era where that is a tough thing to do with, because I think everyone would like more varied AAA games, but realistically, it can't, it can't be done currently. If you want, if you want a game that's AAA aesthetics, then the amount of money that needs to be spent on it makes that impossible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, unless the standards shift or the technology changes in a drastic way, um, it's not going to happen. But we are, so I, I, so, uh, AAA-wise, I think we're heading for, if not a bubble burst, definitely a plateau. Yeah. Because I just think it, be it it becomes impossible. Like, it's it's definitely getting there. Like, you, you have these big games that come out that they've spent so long on, and they're just sort of like, yeah, it's all right. 
like if that took took a year of your of your life, you know, that's all right. Is is you go okay? Yeah, no, you know, we 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 learned some stuff from that. But like, you can't learn much from fucking up the Suicide Squad if it's if it turns out it's so terrible. I haven't actually seen the review. Have I seen the reviews? No, because they didn't give it any codes. Um, if it turns out it's terrible, you can't go. Oh, that's fine because they've been working on it for what, like a decade or something. I think it's been like was was it like eight nine years since um uh, Dark Knight? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a it's been a not Dark Knight. Oh. What was it called? Arkham Knight. Arkham, Arkham Knight. something. I don't know. I only played it was the called Arkham Knight. The one with the the one with the Batmobile. That was the big thing, wasn't it? Yeah. What was that? wasn't the second one with the Batmobile? Was, no, wasn't there one that wasn't made by Rocksteady? There, yeah, there was the um, yeah, the other one. The other one. I don't remember. Yeah, I think that's, that was like a prequel, kind of, right? Yeah. It's really weird that you've got this like this company that. Like, the Batman games, let's not be around the bush, defined modern third-person combat in video games. 100%, yeah. Like, that's just what they did. And they, like, had no UI. Like, apart from, I think, you had, like, a fear meter in one of them. And it was just, like, really, like, small and subtle and kind of lent into a bit Metroidvania-y. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially that first definitely, one, yeah. Yeah, I love that. The first one's my favourite by far. Um, and sort of had those really cool big set pieces, like Scarecrow and shit that, you know, got you talking. And it, it just it had everything that you want from like a like a nowadays modern game. The amount of like all the Spider-Man games that um, Insomniac make really are in that template, apart from like the Metroidvania bit. Like they really yeah. do have that sort of you know, they're trying to and again, not the UI thing. It was better, right? It was even better than what we <laughs> like really good games nowadays. Those games were like incredible. And then to go from that to why we consider to be like the exact opposite, like something that looks trend chasey with like a UI that is just I don't know what the mm. fuck's going on on the screen. That's a big problem at the moment. You know, these developers are like, oh, we got all these fucking ridiculous Unreal Engine 5 effects we can use. And then the screen just looks like a thousand fireworks going off at once. Well, well, this one like, I think was four. But yeah, no, your point stands. Like, I think yeah. there's, I think it's a, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's, you can see, I can absolutely see the the market forces and conversations that led it to be the game it is, like one hundred percent, and and also just the the amount of reactive kind of um, the 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 time delay of the of the production cycle that you know games as a service was a smart choice at the point where probably that choice was made, yeah, you know, and then you know a long time passes and it's it's this always this mashup of. Um, of yeah what seems practical in the moment and then being late to market with it um and it's it's what's what where you can see it most i've always thought is in the is it was when we had and we don't these have kind of died off mostly now the kind of the the one a year franchises where you would have yeah. something hitting one of the assassin's creeds that would be very popular and then the next assassin's creed wouldn't have that feature because it was being made by another team and there's yeah. in order to react you have to be faster than that so it's it's yeah i i don't know it's um I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by games which are controversial, especially in the AAA space, and as well because I've definitely always held our games from like a storytelling and like interaction design point of view to the standard of AAA. Um, yeah. I always try and play everything just so I've got a sense of where the bar is right now, so I can you know do my job. But um, you, but yeah, you know what you need you need more ESP in your games. Forget jumps. You need ESP. ESP. Powers. I don't think we're really in right now. I mean, the that's, films I've been watching. you joke, but that's always been my my broad my big pitch of like if ever I could get my hands on any IP, I would one hundred percent get psyops. I've Ooh, always no, wanted oh, to see, psyops. 
Second Sight was my one. I liked Second Sight and Free Radical, rest in peace. Amazing Again. studio. Again, <laughs> yeah. Not Did for they the first Cancel the fucking time slitters. Yeah. Um, but, but that's, see, that's a trick. Free Radical's a great example of that chasing the trends, going against what you're kind of known for, mm. and just fucking dying. Because that was the era when that really happened. Like the PS3 era, mm. people were like, oh, everyone wants gritty realism. And they were like, oh, we make games with like zombies and monkeys. And they were like, no. Yeah. Make something brown and blurry. And they went, okay. <laughs> and then they made Haze. Was it Haze? It was Haze. Haze was the one, I think, that, yeah, unfortunately, kind of. They didn't make it. It, yeah kill them but it's tricky it's tricky and it's and and to be fair creative people it's a weird mix of a it's obviously publishers kind of wanting the new hotness the same thing as the the, the hotness that's already around but then you yeah. also you do also have like developers we want to we want to branch out we want to try different things right um yeah. and you see a lot of that of like it's it's very easy to completely blame publishers but a lot of the time the developers just want to do do something a bit different as well um, yeah. so it's and when it works it's amazing when it works you end up with an arkham asylum you know but when it yeah. doesn't obviously not so much you did with the suicide squad apparently ign yeah. have given it a five out of ten ign have been gunning for it though like they didn't get the review code and they have sort of had a bit of assault i mean i saw i saw them i saw them that they're, they're they're doing they're like doing like posts about how this is uh disrespectful to the voice actor's memory and stuff haven't they which is jesus oh, that's Kevin pretty... oh that that wasn't the thing that i saw that made me properly laugh <coughs> they uploaded the ending of the game before the game was out wow because <laughs> it was in the early access thing so they uploaded the ending before the game was out. I mean, to an extent, I think I think the games press should be somewhat antagonistic towards developers. They are a check and balance on us. But yeah, it does seem quite seems quite strong. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't, I'm fortunate that I don't have to make those kinds of decisions. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not caught in ethically complex situations like that. I I make a thing and then sell a thing. That's that's my job. So yeah. it's easy. And I, I yeah, I, I work in the industry of finding those things that people make the call and going, Look everybody. Yeah. Look at look at the Norp Apolog, a game that I spent a day playing and loved. You know, shit like that. That's why We chose an easier an easier chop path, I think. Oh, ethically. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I deal with that shit. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's the thing, I don't want I don't have to use PR training. Like that's the you know, I wanna I wanna I want to, you know, my energy, I want to be like the Steve-O of uh, <laughs> the games industry. Just crashing through stuff. Yeah. You know, tying my scrotum to a shark, you know, of video games, whatever that is. Just having, just a, just a laugh with it, you know? Just having yeah. a good old fucking laugh and mm. every now and then injuring myself severely and going, oops, sorry, fuck that up. Oh, here's one we should, here's one I should mention. Have you seen the new, um, did you see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie yet? No, but I saw it just popped onto the old Paramount Plus it's when I was watching good. Low Decks. It's very good. I think you should watch it. it. I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm not yeah. a big like Turtles fan, but I saw the art style. I was like, I have to watch this because I looks... I was obsessed. I was I think I, like a lot of kids. I was I was obsessive about it for about three months. Like I remember being yeah. really into it and having a few of the toys and like, but not 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 something I've ever revisited as an adult. Didn't even didn't watch the Michael Bay movies. Not not into it. Not not into it at all really but it's amazing because it's um because they're teenagers it's it's a movie about teenagers which and is... they are the teenage mutant 
but they've never tells. but they've never been teenagers before they've always been kind of cool guys in their 20s it's kind of weird <laughs> watching it because they kind of play up to the kind of dorky teenagerness of it all uh, it's really good it's really Mid-30 fun 30 mutant ninja turtles yeah, exactly yeah <laughs> aging they boys eat pizza and they can't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they eat just can't sleep and then the next day they're just exhausted just too much cheese <laughs> It's terrible, ter- terrible, terrible digestion. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really good though. Yeah, I definitely, I, de- I think you'll, I think you'll dig it, man. I think you'll dig it. Yeah, no, that's that's on my. That's immediately was added to my let's fucking go list. Yeah, it's really good. And if um, Amazon Prime added adverts, I'd be watching Mr. and Mrs. Smith now, but they did. So I've heard good things about that. I heard that's good. It's got and Donald Glover in it, of course. Exactly. Good I mean, that's about the, it. He's, yeah, that's he's that's the, the reason fucking I'm gold standard. Yeah, I, I think like we're lucky that he doesn't make video games because <laughs> like he's the gold standard of like every other industry he's worked in. <laughs> he just goes into a thing and is like, "Cool, I'm gonna make uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do acting. Oh, I'm I'm the best at it. Okay, I'm gonna go do some music. Oh yeah, I'm fucking great at rap music. What about stand-up comedy? Yeah, I can do that as well. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just fucking pick one. Yeah, leave leave a lane for everyone else. Yeah. yeah, he'll start Twitch streaming and I'm fucked. Right. <laughs> That's my that's my big problem. <laughs> anyway, Star Trek. Speaking of Paramount, we watched the episode Lower, Lower Decks. Which one did we theoretically watch this week? It was theoretically the one following the Vulcan, whose name I forgot. Talana. That sounds about right. <laughs> uh, and the three Betazoids uh, women who come on board, and everyone goes crazy. Oh, that was a fun episode. I like an everyone goes crazy episode. I like it. I, I enjoyed the uh, security team doing a jigsaw puzzle of what appeared to be, I think it was Trip from Enterprise. <laughs> I love the fucking shout outs. And they're like, they guess Odo. They're like, it's, what was it? It was like security officer charades. I love it. <laughs> Just security officers. I, um, I think Lower Decks is, it's, it's totally fan servicey. It's not pushing yeah. any envelopes, but it is entertaining. And it, it's hot in well, the right place, what? I think. I, I think they definitely, are, like, character-wise, I think it's some of the strongest stuff we've ever had. Because I think they took they took an episode of the Vulcan where a Vulcan can't emote, but they made everyone else emote for the Vulcan. Mm. I'm like, why hasn't no one done that before? Yeah. Why have... Because normally, you know, you have either fucking Pon Far, which is the most horrific fucking thing really to is. ever explain to anyone... Yeah. Or you go the J.J. Abrams route and Spock's just like decking somebody in the face while screaming angrily. Like. Yeah. But having like the, the Vulcans stay cool, but their minds, because they do all their fucking psychic... Again, ESP, the theme of the week. Um, all that fucking like mind meldy shit. And they're just like, it's affecting everybody else. Yeah. Because they're, they're stressed. I'm like, that's amazing. You don't have to show that emotion through them. You could just see how much that's panicking and... I love that. I love Vulcan anxiety. I never thought we'd have an episode about Vulcan anxiety, but here it is. Yeah, it was great. No, it they're very happy. good at the high concepts. Those, those, there's, there's a, and again, that's very classic Star Trek, right? Of like the yeah. the interesting philosophical question of the week or the interesting metaphor or whatever. But yeah, no, it's um, it is fun. I um, yeah, I do like Lower Decks. Um, we should do a podcast about it where we actually talk about it. We should, because well, <laughs> we definitely don't. <laughs> I, yeah, we def- we never, we never actually talk about it for more than five minutes. And also, it's been months since I watched the episodes we're talking <laughs> about. That is definitely why. That's a factor. That's a factor. I think in 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 this show, 
we definitely yeah we definitely need to i watched do it the last next... night i, I know because you take it seriously as I a, take as a it concept. seriously yeah to be fair we've been this this season has been the one where we've been the most like we're all over the fucking we're show. all over the place how many weeks delay have we got after this episode because you're off gallivanting in fucking mexico or whatever it is you do i think i'm off uh yeah i think i'm away for a couple of weeks so yeah we won't be able to do one for a couple of weeks <laughs> I will literally be in the Grand Canyon at the same... Well, not in the Grand Canyon, hopefully. Next to the Grand Canyon uh, when we're eventually recording one of these episodes. Wait, can you go into the Grand Canyon? I mean, with ambition and uh, disrespect for guardrails, I'm sure it's possible, yeah. Oh, is there not like... I assumed you could just walk... Like, there'd be a staircase and you could be at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I don't know. No, that... Well, I mean, if there was a staircase, there would have to be a really fucking big staircase because well, that that to me is the more it's interesting quite grand. view looking up and seeing like whoa look at these fucking walls i'm gonna it's more interesting than like looking down and going like whoa that's a hole i'm gonna from the grand canyon i'm gonna take a photo for you pointing down and seeing if there's <laughs> tourists down there wandering around i'll do that for you i will report back once i've once i've uh, scoped it out for you thanks mike <laughs> wait why are you going to the fucking grand canyon it's where i do all my deals <laughs> you really are like in Breaking Bad or some shit, aren't you? No, it's you just, just there's it's, someone just fucking gagged and blindfolded. <laughs> Mickey Mouse whips their fucking thing off. Yeah, this is <laughs> uh, this is entirely. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna move on from that. Die, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, there's dice. There's dice in Vegas, so I'm gonna be in Vegas, and then uh, Kerry's gonna come. Oh, visit, gambling is it? Gonna do some stuff. Well, I'm in the games industry, so yeah, in the current economy, <laughs> you could say, you could say, Dad, it is a little bit of a gamble. Just make um, a new Power World like. That's what you got to do, Mike. 19 million copies. Already. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Just make a Power World game. That, that one, that one see. blew up straight after you explained it to me. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, you get yep, your, yep, I, yep. this podcast was very useful to me because I went in semi informed for when that all <laughs> went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. I like to. I, I, semi knowledgeable. I was talking I like to someone in twenty somethings that worked for me, and I looked like I knew what was going on in the games industry. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm glad you talked about what I just said. Anyway, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it, but I just wait for the best. Um, I'll listen back on the podcast. The... I won't. I won't. I never you listen won't. to this. No, I don't no. even listen to this no. shit. This is just. Uh, this is for the real fucking nerds. At this, at the, uh, the hour and a half mark, this is the true believers. This is the. People. I mean, it's also like when you start talking about the game industry, it's also like one of the most fascinating podcasts. But you have to really like punch through that as bantam wall to get to it. Like, there's no, <laughs> <laughs> there's like real fucking nuggets of gold in this podcast, and like really interesting insight. But you got to get through some shit. Yeah, and it's all. And, and whenever we do achieve some level of insight, that to me, I see that as a failing on both our parts. Like, that's not what this is for. <laughs> that's an accident. That's not that's not what this is for. Yeah, yeah, power. I stopped playing it because um, I don't have a lot of time, and uh, I wanted to play uh, a game. It did story. phenomenally well, right? Like it's it still did. doing phenomenally well. Yeah. Like it is, it's one of those. It just it hit a, a fucking niche. That's all it did. It hit the niche of people who want to play Pokemon games mm -hmm. but don't want to spend a lot of money on very shit games. Because like, I, as a fucking Pokemon fan, I fucking love Pokemon. Do I have any on my desk? No, but I did fall asleep cuddling a Beedoof last night. So I quite like <laughs> That's the line. There's a line. Yep. It's not a real one, unfortunately. Beedoof's my boy. Um, like, the, the most recent Pokemon release is so poor. Mm. Like, it just... It, it came out and it's just such a fucking mess. 
and the frame rate is dreadful and it doesn't run. And it's not like one of those cases where you go, well, you know, they didn't have a lot of money or time. It's the biggest fucking franchise in the world. You've mm-hmm. got the money, invest the money in the games. Because they, they, they've <laughs> degraded the games so much now that, yeah. like, something that is... It's just a rip-off more of Ark than Pokemon, but just something that puts, like, Pokemon... Vaguely Pokemon-looking things in a different game, and the world went fucking insane for it. It found its people. Like, that's 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 yeah. the that's the thing. Apparently, it's people was everyone. <laughs> well, but not, right? Like, that's the thing, is even a massive audience... It's still you don't have to make a game. People make the mistake of trying to make something for everyone. You don't need to make a game for everyone. You can have yeah. a really good, successful game uh, that appeals phenomenally well to a smaller subset of people. You can be a I mean, mega that's, that's, success in games with something that appeals to pe- to hundred thousand people. I think you can survive on ten thousand people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's. I mean, that's that's, that's where I'm going. My book. Like I've spent it. I someone asked me, like, "What's the ideal audience of your book?" And I said, "My ideal audience is somebody who has complained about an episode of Doctor Who online, but also has a toy Dalek within reach." It's <laughs> a nice if definition. Have, I like that. That is the, the sort I'm of person I'm looking for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw that at someone in a meeting. I really like that. That's good. <laughs> that's a good little tidbit. I like that. That's that's that is that is the kind of fan you want to appeal to. 100%. Yeah, that's exactly who I want. I'm like, hey, look, you know when you get pissed off when time travel gets misused? Well, here's a story where it's not. Um, I must admit, like, cause, you know, it's I'm kind of almost the done part. Like, it's now goes into, like, all the publisher shit that I don't know how it works. All that plaque magic. But, mm. like, my mum is struggling with it. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> uh... <laughs> she's, 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 she's going, where did I go wrong? I raised this my... child wrong. <laughs> My dad is like one of his favorite films ever is like 2000 on the Space Odyssey. He's like, this is fucking incredible. Like, oh my God. And is reading it like a second time going, oh, I missed all of this stuff. Oh, it's so brilliant. And my mom's like, I don't get it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Not really for you though. <laughs> my mom, who is still confused when watching The Matrix about which bits are in reality and which bits are in the computer. Uh, my mom doesn't really go with the Paradox Paradox. I, that might be a quote on the back of my head. I that's understood good. nothing about this book, my mum. That's pretty solid, though. Yeah. But that's the, yeah, so that's that's always been my, who I'm aiming shit for. And whenever I write anything, it's always, like, I'm like, okay, what part of me am I writing this for? <laughs> I think that's the way to do it, isn't it? Like, I, I um, yeah. because of the much better podcast, Blank Check, I'm working my way through the Spielberg DreamWorks <laughs> era. And I watched... Oh, that podcast about that really weird film, yeah. But that, the... that fully aged woman <laughs> dates a child. <laughs> but I, I, I'm watching a Minority Report, and I, I, I posted about this on Blue Sky. Like, fucking, I'm watching that movie, and I'm like, oh, this is the movie. The dialogue in this movie, I've been ripping this off this whole time. Yeah. Like this, yeah. I clearly internalized this rhythm of dialogue as a teenager, as like a cool sci-fi dialogue approach. And I've used it in so many things I've done since. Yeah. I just that moment of catching that and going, oh, you know, because that's the thing is you make you. I think when it works, it's when you're making something that you'd enjoy, and you're just yeah. betting on the fact that there'll be enough people out there who have similar tastes to you that you'll be all right. What's so I always get the same thing when people read my books. They're like, oh my god, it's so Terry Pratchett. Mm. That's the one I always get. So Terry Pratchett. Do you read Terry Pratchett books I've read? Before writing Paradox, zero. I had never read Terry Pratchett. <laughs> oh, really? 
I've I, only I'd just have you'd literally love Terry Pratchett. I've only just literally now started reading Terry Pratchett. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Douglas like, Adams, I would assume, is a bit Adams, of influence. Loads, loads yeah. of Adams. <laughs> but I don't think people think of Douglas Adams as being. I think because Douglas Adams had so many cool sci-fi ideas in his work, I don't think people think of Douglas Adams as like as poetic and witty as he was. But it's it's the there's one particular joke in Douglas Adams that is basically all of my jokes, and that is when he he says that the the Vogon ship hung there much in the same way that a brick wouldn't. Yeah, and that is my humor. I I think I literally used. I think I even said something hung in the air like something heavy wouldn't. In <laughs> I think I do that in North Star Rising. I, I literally rip off that joke directly. <laughs> I swear, there's something about something hanging in the air like a brick wooden. I think I literally copied that joke. I'm a terrible yeah. plagiarist. Um, yeah, but that's 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 the joke that made me go, "Oh my god, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard." It's what did you ever do this as a kid? This might be really nerdy, right? But if you liked a bit in a book, you'd write rewrite it. You'd just write it on a bit of paper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing that. Yeah, we're fucking nerds, Mike. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. We're definitely not cool. Right, that's one thing. What is cool these days? Who's no, I cool? think cool. I think what's cool is ending a podcast after an hour and a half. I think that's a bold, creative way of. Uh, you just don't want me to slag off Rebel Moon, and I'm okay with that. I just i i i i i had fun with it. I think the the Nazis literally being dressed as Nazis is lazy <laughs> and stupid. Um, I, but I. I, Seven Samurais is one of my favorite film, and I will I will enjoy another movie ripping it off anytime they well, want to do it. I mean, it ripped it off wrong because it's like in Seven it Samurais, did. like we're gonna meet someone, they need like help or a thing. We'll do that thing. They'll work for us, and it's this is like come work for us. No, then that character just does their own thing, and they're like, actually, yeah, fuck it. Oh yeah, no, it's like it's like his Watchmen. He he's very good at duplicating things without fully understanding what they were in the first place. I love the Avatar scenes with the bird thing. Yeah. Went nowhere. And the interesting robot who literally they just abandoned. Yeah, which I quite like. I love the I love the conceit so much that I assume it's from something else, but the conceit of the the robot army that has become pacifist is a really interesting Yeah. Sci fi idea. Like that's I'd totally do something like that. I like that. I mean, um, there's a bit of that in Lies of P, just not to give you too much of a spoiler. Okay. But Lies of P plays with that idea a little bit. Once you defeat a certain boss, something happens. Okay. It's quite an interesting little thing. Um, yeah. Quite a few too many rape scenes for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that R version, isn't there? There's got like an R version that and I'm like... Oh, and they're going to... Mm. There's, there's, there's literally... Isn't there a conversation early on... Where where there's like two characters talking like oh I looked for you at the party oh I was I was off having sex oh and then yeah. they literally like both point to look to camera and go and that's gonna be in the fucking R rated pass <laughs> get ready boys like it's a little bit like that there's a little bit of that kind of pitching the R rated yeah um, yeah Weird fucking little film yeah I well, it was crap but I don't want to see the second part so yeah I, I will I would not go to the cinema to watch it but once that's up on Netflix I'll absolutely watch the second part 100% I have a request for the next episode that you definitely won't do because you don't remember anything that I say Never. really want you to watch Sucker Punch 
I'm not going to because I've heard you. <laughs> I have. I feel like every time I have a conversation where I'm like, I like Zack Snyder. I think. I think. Yeah, you know, not the smartest movies, but I, I have fun. And people. And every single time, whoever I'm talking to is like, well, you know, but Sucker Punch. Can you can you like him after seeing Sucker Punch? So I kind of I, I I'm going to stay ignorant. There are many things in this world that that it's important as a citizen of the world to know about and engage with, but Zack Snyder being a bit weird in one movie is not one of those things. I don't need what? to know that. One movie? No, probably a few. Okay, <laughs> just let me have this. It's fine. Bit weird. Let me enjoy problematic content. Okay, let me do. All it. right then. Thank you. Anyway, we're going to start our Animal Hospital with Rolf Harris podcast pretty Stop. soon. Get excited for that. <laughs> uh, Why did you turn into like a sort of a Jane Austen woman? Every time he says that, you go like, don't... You just like start. It just feels like I'm being fucking... Like I'm Mr. Darcy and I've done something, ooh, quite inconsiderate. <laughs> so I don't know why I get that vibe from you. I, I, to be fair, I'll, I'll, I quite like that. I like I like oh, the okay. idea of being a Jane Austen protagonist. I... Uh... I'm on, I'm on you're not Jane Austen it's zombies let's do that oh that's a really cool original idea we should totally do that <laughs> why don't we have many Jane Austen games where's the Jane Austen games where's where's the where's the I just said upstairs downstairs what's it called Bro- Brokeback Empire what's the one with the house <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about <laughs> I've never watched it and it's in a house and everyone loves it and there's films and shit there's a, it's about uh, posh people and poor people probably in a big house yeah. on the BBC probably because they love that shit over there. Do you mean me. Downton Abbey? Yeah, that one! Right. <laughs> Where's the Downton Abbey video game where you have to, like, you know, have, a, like, a social... It's like The Sims. you got to, like, socialise your way out of the... It is. It's an bin. underpopulated thing. I guess because I guess because there's no guns. I guess that's probably the simplest explanation. But, yeah. I'm surprised there aren't more literary adaptations in games because it's such a wealth of IP. A lot of it out of copyright. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do next now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with this it, this era of indie games where they're kind of leaning into that cozy thing and there's no guns, I think they're some of my favorite games ever. I'm not gonna lie. If I sit down and play something like fucking unpacking, I'm that like, why aren't all why aren't all games like this? You're gonna tell me the story just through unpacking someone's clothes? Video games are the best medium. It's... Why are we even talking about films? <laughs> <laughs> why do we even talk about films? Metal Gear yeah. Solid Collection just works on Steam Deck as of the most recent patch, Mike. Oh, that's cool. Get, get to play Metal Gear Solid 2 in bed. And of course, you're not going to be here for it, but the biggest release of the year is now just 10 days away. Which is? Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3 Remastered. I've never played. I've never played those. Um... Oh my God, you've yeah, never played the original Tomb Raiders. You are I never fucking have. joking me. I think I might have played like World 1 of... Tomb Raider 1 at some point around someone's house but I, I don't think I've ever really, because I, I didn't get, my first console generation was like Dreamcast PS2 um, Mine was the Sega, how old am I? Well, Actually no, that's that's not true at all oh, this, is how, fucking, this is something we know I, I, I wasn't allowed I wasn't allowed <laughs> games consoles as kids as a kid, so my first consoles I had to buy for myself when I was a teenager um, oh, so yeah, so I'm, so I'm, I'm my my generational knowledge of games consoles is like noticeably later than it should be. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, see, there's a nugget. There's a nugget of interest. That's a little nugget of interest. I kind of see serious. that in your game design as well. Is that right? Now, now you've said yeah, because you because every single game in the PS1 era and like before had the jump button. 
I fucking hate you sometimes. <laughs> I thought you were genuinely about to like reveal some interesting insight. I thought I was going to learn something about myself, something that I could use to make even greater art, something that I could melt some greater level of self-awareness that would lead me to an undeniably <laughs> deeper die. truth. And then oh, you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> I mean, you need to, right. You need to play the original Tomb Raiders. I will. I need to be you fair. I will need now. to. If they're coming out. Yeah. The, this remaster has done that brilliant thing where they've made the <laughs> graphics look like how you remember the graphics, not actually made them like super HD ridiculous stuff. I so it that. all looks like the original. You go because it showed the trailer. I was like, all right, now show your fancy graphics, and then it panned across, and the graphics got terrible. And I went, oh shit, <laughs> that's what these those games never look like that. Oh yeah, no, I remember now. Um, and they've got, but again, optional. You can turn them on and off. Go back to the original graphics if you want, uh, and also original tank controls or like controls inspired by like the uh, sort of like later PS2 mm. ones or the early PS2 ones, which was also a really nice control system. So. It looks oh, really you're good. right. They've, yeah, they've 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 kept they've just upped the resolution. Basically, they like you say it's how you remember it looking rather than how it actually yeah. looked. Yeah, just a little bit of lighting changes, a bit, models bump, in places, not crazy and stuff. Yeah, that's really clever. I like There's that. Some... I like the respect that shows for the original works. I feel yeah, like that's something that's... that's getting better. That is why I'm so excited. There's three of my like Tomb Raider three. I think is my all time like top five. I just love it. I'm just so excited to go back. I remember I did, I think it was a live stream and I was pissing about at the start of the game and in the very start of the game, the very first bit, I did a silly jump, just showing off the jumps and I landed. It played the fucking that plays when you find a secret. There's a fucking shotgun like two feet from the fucking start of the game that you have to do a really specific jump to get to. And I'm like, I have played this game so many fucking times and I did not know that there was a secret literally at the very start of the fucking game right in front of you. That's how good those fucking games are. Very cool. They are so good. They're really fucking good games. They're real, like... When I was little, I had to use a guide because my brain didn't understand video games to get through them, so I'm kind of excited to play them like properly without a guide but yeah it looks oh, well you'll have this weird so thing exciting. where you'll you'll have memories of you'll you'll start to solve the problems before you get to them won't you yeah i mm -hmm. mean i used to well there's, if the games are long like there's some i've been playing a demo right for tomb raider 3 and i never found <coughs> where the demo was set in the mm -hmm. game but it turns out that in one of the levels like there's there's two paths and i never found the second path and the second path leads to that demo area like, i just never All found right. nice it's it's pretty they're pretty they're pretty good fucking games. And they're vicious and they're cruel and you will die so fast so many times. <laughs> and I've I got a jump scared by an eel. But apart from that, they're delightful. And Lara's house, you get to explore Lara's house. That was a shit. We don't get any of that anymore. Where's that in video games? Where's your Lara's houses? Where's your virtual voyages? Where's you just like being in a place? Maybe those should be done. like your animal crossings. Yeah. Make make Tron, right? Yeah. But okay, like, well, just... let me open the notes app. Go on. Yeah, get your notes app open, right? Tron. Yeah. But like you're just like a guy. Like you your name's like Bit and you you or like, you know, credit card. I don't know their names. And then you're like you're just like a guy who like lives in the thing and then you have to go to the shops, the Tron shops. And you have like a, a wife, but you like fancy someone at your office and you have to break up with your wife and date the person in the office. Mm -hmm. There's just like the boss is kind of like a bit of a dick. 
He's like mm-hmm. a, he's like a, an antivirus software. Oh, so <laughs> it's this a, gold. This is gold. I'm writing this all down. And you have to just kind of like you just you know sort that out. But you don't have to go to your work. You can kind of just explore. You can just kind of vibe. Just kind of vibes in it. Just kind of vibes. I do like that. I've, I, one thing I've always wanted... Actually, I'm not going to say that idea on air because I actually might use that at some point. There is <laughs> well, a, let's end the podcast a, and we'll carry this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's end the podcast. I'll tell you the story because there's there's a specific thing I've always wanted to do with a game and I'll tell you after because oh. I probably will do it at some point. Oh, shit. I'm going to get the scoop. I do like, Greg, one, just one last thing. Yeah. A really fun thing about working like on my side of the games industry is that to like be told about stuff that's upcoming, because there's games that have been announced that I've known for like five years are coming. Yeah. Um, but I can't tell anyone that I've kept these secrets, because A, no one will believe you, and B, if you tell them early, then you've told them early, like, yeah. and you've broken the secret thing. So for every single too. person, you have to like earn that trust. <laughs> every like You have to earn the trust of, oh, you don't actually leak shit, great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I finally hit that point with you, Mike. Oh, I tell you loads of things. Yeah. You know more about our games than some of my closest, closest, closest family members. Um, <laughs> I was putting yeah. that same colleagues, so I was like, mm, that's probably not a good sign. No. But no, family but members is fine. I, I don't tell the team fine. anything. I Everyone comes in on Monday and I tell them what we're doing that week. They have no idea. That's not true. It's <laughs> not true at all. God bless Trello and Slack. Oh, anyway, that's the end of this. I'm about to go have a much more interesting conversation than this last hour and 40 minutes. Bye. But oh, I forgot to ask about Tron 3 again!